Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Just a uh, wonderful time over at the old San Francisco Sketch Fest. It's been so fun doing that every year, and we had so many great weirdos coming out. Uh, so we just did this. We have a couple uh, that are backlogged, but I really wanted to release this uh, as close to the date as possible because it was it was just such a fun time. And Emo Phillips was there. How how amazing is that? So it was fun and silly and wonderful. So here it is, live from Sketch Fest uh, 2015. Uh, we, what am I going to say? The name of the podcast? Live from Sketch Fest. You made it weird. 2015. Uh, we do have a sponsor. I do want to say a couple of dates up top here. Irvine, uh, California, that's this weekend, followed by San Diego, California, and then after that is Washington, D.C., and Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, in March. So uh, go to PeteHolmes.com for all of those tickets and more info. Also, there's the Petey is My Homeboy t-shirt and the Piano Keys t-shirt, also on PeteHolmes.com, and there's always YouMadeItWeird.com for... Uh, other shirts and stickers and that sort of stuff as well. Um, let me see, where did I put that ad? Here's the ad. I found it. It's Squarespace. I should know this by now. They're so good to us. Squarespace, again, is our uh, sponsor. I'm so glad that they're uh, bringing you this episode. They recently, uh, Squarespace, that is, recently launched their latest version of the platform, Squarespace 7, which has a completely redesigned interface, integrations with Getty Images and Google Apps, 15 new templates, and an incredible feature called Cover Pages. Try the new Squarespace with a free trial at squarespace.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. Squarespace 7 is amazing. Building a website used to take forever. You had to do it all yourself manually and spend all day troubleshooting, fixing glitches and bugs. And you don't have to do that anymore. Squarespace 7 takes care of all of that for you. Even if you have to edit the site, that that was really hard to do back in the day. If a link broke or whatever, you'd have to revamp the whole site now. It takes care of it all for you. It's a completely redesigned user interface. Integration, like I said, with Google Apps and Getty Images. 15 new design templates, cover pages, all that sort of stuff. Beautiful design. Simple and powerful. 24-7 support. Only 8 bucks a month. And as I said, if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code WEIRD, you get 10% off your first purchase. So go to the show, support the podcast, and enter the code WEIRD. Squarespace! Thank you for be, uh, being our sponsor. Everybody, enjoy the wonderful episode coming up. I hope to see you in Irvine. Hope to see you in San Diego. Hope to see you in D.C. Thank you to all the weirdos coming out. Enjoy the episode. Uh, but we, we have some wonderful guests, and this first guy is a, a, a hilarious improviser. He's a wonderful, talented actor. He's a, he's a writer as well. We used to do improv together in New York, and we, we have some really funny stories that I definitely want to share with this guy. Please give it up for Charlie Sanders, everybody. Charlie! Look at Charlie Sanders. How can you not like Charlie Sanders? Just, just look at him. You just instantly put me in a good mood, man. Thanks, man. You You're do the same for me, actually. Is that true? Yeah, I love running into you in the neighborhood. It's always a little 
five minutes of joy in my day. Well, we live in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. on the east side of Los Angeles. The east side, Los Feliz. Sometimes I'm coy, and uh, like Kumail was like, don't give the Uber driver your real address. <laughs> I'm like, what am I, crooning? <laughs> after us. We live on the east side of Los Angeles. I always do that too. I put one number away from my number in the Uber app. Really? Yeah. Because I'm scared if it's like a psycho and they want to come kill me. Now they'll kill my neighbor instead. (laughs) (laughs) Which is terrible, but it's not me. He's like, it's not the right guy, but this is the address. I know that guy's address. Somebody at this address is dying. (laughs) I didn't come all the way out here to not kill someone. All the way back to the east side. And with that person's last dying breath, they give the guy five stars. Yeah. <laughs> How they got your phone, I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I threw it in there in case the guy could track it. You linked the account. Yeah. You linked the accounts very well. Yep. Um, well, yeah, we live on the east side, and we don't have to be afraid of that. That's right. Um, the Albertson story I was going to... Oh, yeah, that's was, right. I, I run into Pete in the neighborhood. I feel like kind of a lot, like once a month or something. I feel like yep. I see you somewhere in the neighborhood. Yep. And we always stop. I saw you at Covell, the so wine bar. The wine bar Covell, that's right. And then, they were just two men just running into each other at a wine bar. Just like, try to pint a Pinot Franc. <laughs> Cab Franc. The Cab Franc. Whatever. Pinot Franc. That's a, you just invented a wine. Man. YouTunes. <laughs> YouTunes. <laughs> Grab a glass of Pinot Franc, throw on U-Tunes. Why isn't there a Pinot Franc if there's a Cabernet Franc? There should be a combo of every possible kind of wine. Just mix them. Mix them all up in a bowl and... <laughs> I was going to say Vitamix and get some froth going. Oh, I like that. A little froth going. Mm-hmm. Add a little protein powder. Hard to get. Put some of those Trader Joe's uh, chocolate uh, peanut butter cup things. Float, float them in there. I think... Ooh. <laughs> and then they slowly dissolve into like a... I, weird diarrhea like bowl of wood. <laughs> and then you kill yourself. <laughs> and when they find the mix, they go, I get it. <laughs> I see what he did. He's closed, boys. <laughs> he made liquid despair. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even try it. <laughs> he didn't even taste it. We gave him the He did not try it. So he didn't make that stuff, put poison in it, and then drink it? No, he made it, uh-huh. and it filled him with such coldness. Uh-huh. <laughs> He just ended his life right there. there. (laughs) It was the diarrhea-like finale. (laughs) Diarrhea often is the finale. You know, I I, I recently found out that wine often is made with, like, uh, intestines and, like, fucking weird shit. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, grapes and chocolate and cinnamon. (laughs) Okay, so you did think they added, like, chocolate and cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, I knew they did that. I didn't know they'd throw in, They add egg whites to it. Really? Because egg whites will clean it up. Jason Manzoukas knew that because of his extreme egg allergy. Oh. So, like... Oh, so he gotta, he's got to ask if there's egg in the wine. But then, That's crazy. Here's the best part. I kind of... T- I know, you look like a real asshole because no one knows that. Like, off the Cabernet, is there egg in that? No, and there isn't pigeon in the bread either. You know what I mean? Tinfoil hat. But he, I actually kind of butchered that story and went out of order. So I became a vegan. Then people told me that, like, some wine uh, mm. has animal products in it, to which I was like, come on. And then I had to ask Jason Manzoukas, if, because he has that extreme egg allergy, I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard that episode, if he could drink it, or if there was so little egg in it, it wouldn't bother him. Uh-huh. And there's so little in it, it doesn't bother him. Oh, okay. Him. I was like, if Zooks can drink it... Yeah, then you're all good. So they just, like, crack an egg and put, like, the tiniest bit of yolk in there. <laughs> <laughs> it is 
fucking gross. It's disgusting. It's I never, fucking nasty. Every time I drink wine, now, I'm going to be like, oh, God, it tastes egg, man. <laughs> just, I'm getting like an eggy undertone. Excuse me. Send it back. You'll pass it through like uh, uh, fucking, they emulsify it. I just have that word to make well it. Well played. <laughs> they emulsify it uh, with like pig intestines and stuff. They squibbly you. Squibbly-oo! That was dumb, sorry. Have this been squibbly <laughs> Right there with Yes, sir. Anyway, so why... That was where the show to... started to get bad when I did the squibbly-doo thing. I liked it because <laughs> the you. reason I laughed was I put myself in like kind of like a uh, gamey kind of uh, wood cabin style I like restaurant. That. That's good, yeah. So there's like venison on the mm-hmm. menu. There's, boar, there's horns on the wall. Horns on the wall. Mm-hmm. And out came this guy. And I could tell he didn't think we were big spenders. He's <laughs> right. a sommelier. Right. He's got the necklace that looks like I always have to be ready to try wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always losing it. And my retainer. So he puts it on the chain. So he's also got the retainer on <laughs> And then after like a big diatribe, ooh, big words for me today. Well played. He's just like, oh, so there it is, and there's no egg in it, and it's squibbly do. And then we're like, oh. oh. <laughs> Cut to the three of us on jet skis. <laughs> and just off the edge of a flat earth. Oh my god, if I do write a book, I'm gonna call it Off of the Edge of a Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> The woman's acting all right. The scientists went on. As you start to get that type of flame on it. Into space. The space flame. Space flame. It's just an understanding that if you get sucked into the atmosphere, you're going to get space flame. You're going to start flying really fast for some reason, and then you're going to start to have that weird blue flame around you. And one guy did that for fucking Red Bull. Yeah, I'll dabble some space flame for some real <laughs> How much money did that guy get? I don't know. I don't actually know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> I was just flying my way through the conversation. He's a good improviser. <laughs> I yes handed the hell out of your squibbly boo, and you yes handed the hell all right along. I, guy I don't know. Went into like a, like, it was almost like a satellite or something. Like, <laughs> what, what was it? Felix Bumgardner? Felix Bumgardner, a Dr. Seuss character. <laughs> the yellow belly Felix Bumgardner jumped out of a thing that was outside of our atmosphere. So the really? highest, like, skydive ever. You can watch the video of it, and I've never... He does it, and he says... I forget what he says. Does anyone remember what he says? He says something like, Time to slap the dick of God. <laughs> Jumped out. You see, they have a goat. Uh, we should have laughed. Felix, what are you going to say? Yeah. This you, is your moment. You have the world to think Everyone's watching. You're probably going to get I'm gonna die. slap God's dick. I'm going yeah. to slap God's uncircumcised dick. And then he goes, The scientists were on! But you know, just to bring up the speed, he spins, he spins, he spins, he spins, and they're like, He's not going to stabilize you. He gets right. the space flame. Wow. And then he finally does. But like you, like if you've ever been nervous for a show or you know to satisfy a woman, there's, <laughs> there's this moment when he's in this like thing out of Star Wars that he's gonna get out of uh-huh. and fall to the earth, uh-huh. aiming for Texas. You know what I mean? You see this moment where he's just kind of like shaky leg, and he takes one little hesitation Ooh, step, yeah. and you're just like, but he knows everyone's watching. He's like, just say the dick thing and do it. <laughs> The only thing in his head was that dick thing. That's right. Like, <laughs> and we don't even remember his name. Da 
Vinci we remember. I would totally... <laughs> what did that asshole do? <laughs> he didn't do shit! <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what Da Vinci did do. Uh, the Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa, yeah. He tried to make a helicopter, I think. Yeah, I, fl- I flew like an Assassin's Creed. <laughs> It was not that good. It's pretty good. It's, it's a good video game. Yeah. Mm. Then it had sex with Batman and gave birth to Shadows of Mordor, which is better. Oh, okay. Copy that. Yeah. Just in case you're gonna write, you want to write that down. <laughs> yeah. So tell. So <laughs> you're just miming. What? No. There's a number there. <laughs> we were in Albertsons on the east side of Los Angeles. Oh right. I totally forgot that's where this started. <laughs> and I saw you. Well, this is just a story. It's just we. So we've run into each other like, oh, I don't know, eight times in the neighborhood. We always stop, we talk for a while, we tell what we're going to talk about a little bit. To Every we time. Force, we talk about it and force whoever Whoever is next to us has to hear the story right. that Charlie and I are going to tell you. So we'll finally get it out in a public And then forum. we do bits and joke around and laugh. And it's always really nice and fun. And one time I saw you at Albertsons. And you had a bunch of groceries, and we're obviously in a hurry. But I stopped and got into, well, now we do our five minutes of bits mode. And you very politely said, oh, I'm in a hurry. I can't do bits today. <laughs> and it was like the nicest thing ever. I said, we can't do bits? Or, yeah, we can't do our Sorry, bits. no like bits that. right now. <laughs> that, would, that would be me if I'm, like, giving someone, like, resuscitating them. Just like, sorry, Charlie, it's good right to now. see you, man. I can't do bits. And then I'd be like, no. Yeah. Pull your hands away, and he dies. <laughs> Your Uber driver drives by like, I've done it again! <laughs> Soon everyone no, in your neighborhood will be dead! And then it's just me alone in Los Angeles. <laughs> As you wanted, Vanilla Sky. Exactly. You yeah. Vanilla Sky in your neighborhood. Yeah, you did, yeah. Not a good movie, but I think about it almost every day. <laughs> Do you have a movie like that where you're like, I'll watch it and I'll be like, I'm not even enjoying this. Oh, it yeah. sticks in my psyche. So so, I watch Sideways. I've watched Sideways like five million times. Too much secondary film lactic fermentation. (laughs) (laughs) Sans rock. And I'll be like, this is a little, yeah, Sans rock is a great one. It's it's a little different because it's not, that's a movie you don't care about but you think about every day. I love Sideways. I love Sideways. All the time I'll be like, I'm bored. I guess I'll watch Sideways. (laughs) And I'll put it in and watch it. It's because I like take movie vacations. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I feel like going. Oh, dude, it's so true. Yeah. this. We got this. Oh, that's a great. That's when it's in all the different sections. And give me anything where other people are drinking. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> just be like, uh, Can I run this by you? I know I've lost ninety percent of you. <laughs> it's okay. This is now a you made it movies to the movie side. Right? <laughs> if uh, the scene where Paul Giamatti goes and he sits down and he's alone because he mm-hmm. didn't go out with Maya and he's feeling like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and he goes like, uh, "I'll have some of the." Uh, Cork dancer? <laughs> and the bartender goes, uh, That's a good Giamatti. Kind of had a Nicholson mouth. <laughs> I have some of the cork dancer. <laughs> oh, you got a cough laugh. <laughs> and then he goes, Okay, Miles, uh, glass or bottle? And he goes, Ah, bottle. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then he gets really, really fucked up. The next shot is him leaving. Yeah, and it's all stunning. shot, yeah. Did he have more than one bottle? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Because... I think so. Right? Yeah. One bottle? No way. I do. He's a fucking wine guy. Yeah, totally, totally. He definitely had more than one bottle, for sure. I I have thought that before, by the way. I've been like, it wasn't just that one bottle. Because he's like... (laughs) There's one guy who's half listening to this podcast, half watching sideways. It's like... Coming 
such a stream, he launches into the air. But then there's actually a dome over the earth. Scientists, we're wrong! There's no sky up here. It's a dome. That wouldn't... I mean... And then that dome is the heating metal thing you put over a plate when you're a waiter and an alien waiter takes that off. (laughs) I mean, I'm of the belief that everything is so absurd that anything that absurd wouldn't be that much more absurd. Yeah, you'd just be like... Like, if I was looking at the clouds and then I saw an alien waiter... Got weird tentacle arms. At a TGIL. Yeah. They have a day we don't have. <laughs> Lask. Thank, Thank God, God it's Lask. <laughs> Guess I'll have a little Earth. <laughs> I'll, I shouldn't, but I'll have the solar system. <laughs> oh man, when I put my hand down there, I did not expect your hand to be on my thigh. <laughs> I did not. My wallet's here, so I never felt you put your hand there, so I just was like, oh my yeah. hand. Like a little dude down there, like <laughs> Jane Clinch. <laughs> Guys, we got a big surprise guest. Fucking took off, man. I wanted to write a, a, a roast, like a rap battle, where I say Peter Dinklage's Peter Shrinkage. Peter Dinklage, Peter Shrinkage. <laughs> See, that's why. That's why I didn't do it because of the knee jerk. It's, you but get it's just a lot, a, yeah. Like, but if somebody swims in a pool and they get shrinkage, but then it's Peter Dinklage, Peter shrinkage. Fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I would do it. If I said it freestyle, everyone would be like, "That was amazing." But yeah. if I thought about it, it's like he's filled with hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta throw it in the middle of some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's judging other people. <laughs> Leave Dinklage alone. He's doing fine. Dinklage yeah, is currently good. cannonballing into like a pile of naked women. <laughs> <laughs> Dinklage. Then he misses the pile. <laughs> Science was wrong! Science lied to me! He had consulted a scientist that told him how to do it. <laughs> and then he rolls and rolls, picks up speed, space flame off the edge of a flapper. <laughs> he joins us on our thingies we were on. <laughs> uh, we got to, I could obviously do this forever, so let's talk about the story. The, and I don't mind building it up as this story. Yeah, this story. It's a fun story. I mean, at this point, it's a seven-year-old story. I can't believe that. Yeah, and every time we see each other, we got to tell the story to each other and talk about it. Yeah, I can't believe it was seven years ago. Yeah. I, I just have the song Dream On playing in my head right now. <laughs> every time I lurk in the mirror <laughs> All these nights my f- Every time the past is gone. In the <laughs> I don't know. This you started doing a harmony to a part I had already sang. <laughs> I actually didn't know the song, so I was just going off the loop. You know that said. song. Mm-hmm. Sing women, sing bully oh, sing that song, bully. Yeah. Well, that's how it's I'll have the cork dancer. I'll have the cork dancer. No, I'm please. Horrible. Terrible. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Giamatti. I'll have the cork dancer. No, Hank. <laughs> no, Hank. I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. Wait till they get a load of me. Wait till they get a load of Merlot. Ah. 
was the best joke of this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's only January. Starting off. <laughs> okay, so Charlie happens to be obviously super, super funny, but he also happens to be really, really funny when he's not trying to be funny. I didn't know that about my sense of humor, but my exact sense of humor is Charlie playing straight. Just being completely normal. So we had an audition. It was a commercial audition in New York City. Seven years ago. New York City. And <laughs> a set around us. <laughs> <laughs> It just goes back to an empty stage. Oh, uh, no Cleveland boss. <laughs> so we take you to, t- 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 to New York City. Yes. 2008. Yep. And I can't believe I did the math. Not and we had to audition. Why they wanted to do auditions for one of those Pizza Hut hidden camera commercials. Yes. Remember you, those? Mm-hmm. So it was a commercial where someone goes out and like, you like that pizza? Well, it's Pizza Hut. And they're like, oh my God, I'm going to be life loyal to Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> So we didn't know this. I mean, that's us. Uh, those are comedians that they hire. Yeah, yeah. Unknown comedians to right. be the to be the guy that reveals to be the way. Surprise! Yeah, yeah. And two real people. Right. And they had us go in and, <laughs> rather than cardboard people. <laughs> I remember being conflicted. Like I was like, I don't know if I want to pull one over on a stranger. Oh, dude. I, me, actually, me too. I was like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable doing this. But Absolutely. you're desperate. And it was for the breadsticks, I think? Yeah, it was for, like, new pizza breadsticks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just you saying that brings me back to the story. So we'd have to go in in pairs so that one person could play the waiter and one person could play the real person. And really, I'm just there to help the guy auditioning as the waiter. I'm just there to, like, kind of feed him lines so he can be like, oh, well, it's really brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go, got it. <laughs> so we go in. We don't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. And we go in, and you and I are doing the copy, mm-hmm. and you start doing it <laughs> with the biggest, like, there was just, like, Superman's red laser eyes yeah. emanating, like, fuck this shit, yeah. like, right at me. Like, yeah. you didn't care about the commercial, you were throwing the audition, <laughs> yeah. but no one could tell except me. Because I just acted sincere and normal, right. but I was looking into your eyes and telling you through my eyes... This is horseshit. Yeah. So there, you have to understand, it's just us in a room and one casting woman. It was like right. the head of the agency yeah, exactly. filming it. And, and you keep coming up. Do you remember any of the lines? It just would be like, oh, did you enjoy the breadsticks? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And he starts laughing. And then the next line was like, well, actually, they're Pizza Hut breadsticks. Well, you started. That's the best part. Is you started taking my lines because I wouldn't say them. Yeah. Like, I was supposed to say, like, yeah, is that oregano? But I'm laughing. I'm weeping like, laughing. Oh, you like the oregano in there. <laughs> Dying laughing. And so it's like ruining it. And she keeps having to be like, okay, guys. Okay, let's, let's, let's do it again. Let's do one for let's real. Let's do one for real, guys. Let's do one for real. Just be it like, only got worse. We should have kept the first one. Yeah, totally. It's not... Yeah. Scream laughing. Literally like scream laughing. Ruining crying. other auditions yeah, and like other rooms. in other rooms. Because he was just like, yeah, you like those breadsticks? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck how we found out. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. And, just, and the whole purpose of the audition is to establish that we can keep cool. That you can't. <laughs> you will not break. Yeah, you will not break. That is the point. There are other point. takes. If you come out and laugh, they'll know the jig is up. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, we got literally go. what ten takes. Never, never do got it. it. Never worked. She goes, "All right, well, thanks, guys." And I was like, "We're never going to be back here again." <laughs> One week later, two people get a call back for the Pizza Hut commercial. Us. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> we got called back. They were like, and we were like, "What the fuck 
are you talking about? She was like, well, they liked it. You guys were the only ones having fun with it. Well, I remember, like, walking into that place, like, wherever they did the auditions. Yeah. And just seeing you and being like, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> of course. And it would have been a better story had we booked it, but they said it was between us and one other uh, couple of dudes. Yeah. So it was, we like got as close as you could get yeah. to booking it. We didn't say one of the lines from the commercial. And that round. A video of us going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking ruining my career. <laughs> and in, in that round, it was like the lady, and then like all the important people. There was like five That's other right. people in the room. Like the guy from Pizza Hut with the tie and stuff was there. Yeah. And it's, it's, instead yeah. of a tie, it's just a slice of pizza. I take this very seriously. <laughs> Very serious. And then he raises his hand and just pepperoni just falls off his feet. You can do that to muggers. No! Pepperoni. The Italian spices! Muggers are teaching it. Joke's on him, I was gonna buy pepperoni with the money anyway! Uh, and we laughed our way through it, but then, uh, yeah, and, th- and we just couldn't do it again. We never got through it again. It was the best thing I've ever done. And then I think we started doing the thing where we'd steal the other person's line. Like, you were, I was the customer, and you were supposed to say, like, well, actually, that's oregano. And I'd be like, is this oregano? Before you could say it. I don't know why, but it was the funniest day It was the funniest day ever. Clap for Charlie Sanders. Yes, coming to say is also wonderful. She's uh, uh, also, like Charlie, is new to the show. I'm so happy that she's here at the festival and I'm so, so happy that she could be here. Please give it up for the very funny Rhea Butcher, everybody. Rhea! <laughs> Hello, Rhea. All right. Hello, Pete. I forgot what you said. Hazmat suit. I'll spray you down. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> And after I masturbate to something questionable, I'd like to be sprayed down. <laughs> yes, don't we all? Cleansed. Just spray me down. <laughs> after You're 9 s- 11 30, spray me down. That's the name of your show? Yep. Or that's when you masturbate to things that are questionable? That's when I masturbate to things that are my show. <laughs> I'm very sick. I'm very sick. Are you on medication? Very much, yes. I like a good Dayquil buzz. Are Me you on too. A Dayquil? a Dayquil buzz, and I've been having vivid dreams like crazy as well. Oh, really? I think the Nyquil is giving me vivid dreams. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing heads. So you can vivid dream. <laughs> so you can relive Switch a dramatic like day. Yeah, exactly. Why is this carpet talking to me? <laughs> well, we were talking about that a little bit backstage. I recently had some sort of stomach flu, which is just an exotic way of saying, I got the puke mumps. <laughs> Which is always embarrassing. It's just embarrassing when your body is like, override. <laughs> and you have to do it. Oh, yeah. But what I was saying, when I get sick, and especially if I think there's a slight chance I might die. Of course. Which I immediately go there. Yeah. I'm like, I am going to die. But isn't that what sickness is? It's like, just go, like, watch out. Right? Any day now. I'm completely with you. You're right there, like, oh my god. And you know when you're sick, you have no memory of what it was like to be no, well? No, no, Every time I get sick, I tell myself, cherish it. On that Tuesday when you feel better, remind yourself. Then Tuesday yes. comes around, I'm like, who cares? I'm alive. I don't think of anything. When I was sick and I couldn't eat anything, I would look at things in the fridge and tell future P, like, eat it in remembrance of me. <laughs> and when I'm well, I'm like, fuck that guy, that was an illusion. And I just eat it. I'm going to live forever. But I, 
I was getting so ill that you, you're joking about looking at the carpet. I actually was watching episodes of Seinfeld that don't exist. <laughs> In my mind, complete with like opening credits. I was like, oh, Larry Charles wrote this one. <laughs> and then it was something about George was a valet and like a red valet jacket. It was so fucking insane. And then I started, yeah, I was throwing up so much and I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to eat or drink or, you know, survive that I started to make a list of people I've wronged <laughs> that I might make amends with them. That is, I'll put that against Larry David any day oh, for yeah. like a neurotic thing to do. Like I had a mild bug and I was like, I was hard on that guy in that writer's room. I really wrote him too hard. <laughs> I need to talk to that cashier. I was <laughs> 10 years ago. They didn't need to hear my thoughts on when Doublemint was a quarter. She doesn't care. <laughs> So what exactly, you, you have a cold? I think so, or perhaps the flu. I don't know, now that I'm an adult, I don't know what anything is because nobody's telling me what I have. You know what I mean? Because I, like, I miss my mom being like, oh, you've got the flu, here's some skim milk and Cheerios. You know. Yeah, but if my mom was like, you got the flu, I'd be like, what are you, a fucking doctor? <laughs> right off on my skateboard. Yeah. You don't know shit. <laughs> Smoking a cigar. I shouldn't do that. Ah, you don't own me. I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. And then I right can... off the edge of the flat earth. <laughs> Where there was a ramp. Slap in the dick of God. <laughs> do you ever think of incredible ways to die? Sometimes I do. All the time. You do? Yeah, skydiving. That'd be or a good one. When I was a kid, one of my biggest fears was flying off of the log ride. I was like terrified of... Well, it's all wet and ride. Ride. Well, the log ride, I, I, too. I would, if I went down it, like the log would just go... Fly backwards, like if I lean back too much, yeah. the log would flip back, and then I go into the atmosphere, <laughs> and just disappear. I know you're saying you got over that, but I've inherited that fear from you just now. <laughs> because a roller coaster is already crazy enough. Whenever yeah. you hear like someone died on a roller coaster, you're like, no obviously, shit. yes, <laughs> that's what should be happening that's every day. To do that, it should be six flags. It should be six graves <laughs> every day. We're open till six die. <laughs> The roller coasters are already crazy, and then the fucking lunatic that was like, I want to take the same physics and add the slipperiest thing we know. But also, if there's an inch of it, can kill you. Right? Put you in that thing. Yeah. That would be. You guys are terrified right now. Well, you know how they say you can drown in like a. I hear it differing. They're like, you can drown in an equal cup of water. I've heard a teaspoon of water. That's just not true. It's really hard to get into the <laughs> There's a Dinklage joke. We're going to skip it. Char- Charlie's over there like, just let it go on by. Let it go on by. No, but I don't think anybody uh, could even... Uh, <laughs> no one could die from a teaspoon of water. I don't think so. Again, really hard to get in there. But you could... Di- Face first, it's not going to happen. Or drinking the water from the log, right? Oh, that will kill you immediately. <laughs> Recycling that since like 1979. Oh, why would they change it? There's there no laws. I've never seen one of those like health inspector. This log ride got an A. Yeah. It's always just like some outdated cartoon going like buckle up for fun. That's the only sign I see. Elephant ears floating in it next to you. <laughs> you mean real elephant ears? Real elephant ears from the elephants that died building it. <laughs> Hannibal made, made the ride. Yeah. 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 Not the comedian. 
right, not the comedian. <laughs> On this show, you have to say, if you bring up Hannibal in the uh, elephant army, you do have to say, not the comedian. Not the comedian. Although Hannibal does have an elephant army. <laughs> 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 I got a groan. People are like, another guy claiming black people have elephant armies. <laughs> another racist. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing well. What, what was another amazing way to die? Sometimes I think about if, the, if everyone died at once and the earth just decided to fall, there would be a moment that you were like, all right. <laughs> yeah. You mean like uh, in the, the interstitials from like Third Rock from the Sun? Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that thing? <laughs> I can't believe you just transported me back to the 90s. <laughs> With the most elegant move I've ever experienced. You're like, the interstitials. Yeah. And I said, yeah, like I knew. <laughs> from Third Rock from the Sun, I'm like, I'm gonna let this one go on by. Gave it a half a second you more. Back onto it. My subconscious went, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Was that a good show? the faces that people would make on that show. I don't remember any of the storyline. It was just a lot of like... <laughs> That's what they say to console the actors. Like, <laughs> yeah. someone up to Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like, don't worry, buddy. They won't remember what we say. They remember the faces. It is... Oh, Joseph sorry. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Again. I, all the three named little shits are the same to me. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Am I saying it correctly? <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt's lawyer is here. <laughs> Get it right? Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? What happened to that? I don't know. Good-looking little pumpkin cookie. <laughs> I always thought he was like a long-lost relative of Joe from The Facts of Life. <laughs> a lot of groans in the audience. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know Facts of Life. You I don't, don't know, know facts Silver Spoons you, either. You don't, you don't take the good, you don't take the bad. You don't take them all. And you do not have facts of life? Facts of life. No. Not one bit. You told me that you're obsessed with Back to the Future. I am indeed. All three? Oh, I love all three, but the first one's the best one. Does it get harder to love it when they go to the Wild Wild West? It does get harder to love it when they go to the Wild Wild West. Yeah. I have to admit. But, and I love to throw this fact out there, it is the first on-screen kiss for Christopher Lloyd. In his whole career. In his whole career. That's his first on-screen kiss in, like, 1990. I don't remember. Does he, like, take peyote and make out with a cactus or something? Yeah, yeah he makes out with a cactus and they go to the future in a train. <laughs> to prevent him from making out with the cactus. Yeah, to stop a whole thing from happening. It just stings so much! <laughs> Ouch, body! But the second one is not your favorite. A lot of people no, like the second I, I one. No, I actually like the second one. Um, I think it's... I, hey, it, at the time I was like, hmm, I want to be in the future longer because I was like eight. But that's all I wanted. That's I just want to be in the future. But your now, jacket is we're in the future. It's 2015. Is that the year, year he goes me. to? It is indeed. October 21st, 2015. What? Where's that hat that's every color? <laughs> I have two of those. You do? Those are real. You. They're real. What happened to Hypercolor? I don't know. I think that it got washed too many times. No, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> the company's like, we keep taking a bath. We do this two more times, the whole company's not going to work. <laughs> the, the building disappears. <laughs> I think the subtext of Hypercolor was like, you're going to be able to touch people's breasts. Right, yes. <laughs> like touch when Hypercolor came out, I was like, 
I, th- I think this is the pass I've been waiting for. <laughs> this crowd is touching on the weirdest things. I didn't go around grabbing people, but there was one day where I was like, hey, no? Okay. <laughs> I just moonwalked out like, the edge of a flat earth. <laughs> I like that she knew what you were going to ask. You just said, hey, and then she was like, no. <laughs> you can see it in my eyes. Just because I'm wearing the shirt doesn't mean you can touch anything. Your eyes turned like tie-dye. <laughs> I, was, uh, I listened to some of your wonderful stand-up, and I learned a oh, lot of fun you. facts about you. Yeah. Is the story you said that uh, you talk? Well, you are a, uh, a lesbian. I woman. am indeed a lesbian. You're a lesbian yeah. woman. Yeah. Hence the facts of life reference. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you knew at a really young age. I don't mean to yeah. make you do the bit, but I just couldn't believe. And I want to ask follow up questions. So you said yeah, you knew yeah. at a really young age. Yeah. And then your parents kind of knew even before that? I, I mean, I think they did. I, when I came out to both of them, they were like, what? But I think they were just being nice to me. <laughs> like an eagle with a cat's head flew by yeah. as you were saying it. Oh, there's a mosquito. <laughs> yeah. No, it just, it took me a while to come out to them. Cause, uh, How being, old were you? I, when I came out, well, I, I did it in like uh, tears, I guess. I like came out and... Um, Cable packages, basically. (laughs) You gave them phone first. What was phone? What is the entry level coming in? Um, Well, I came out to my mom first because we have like. Oh, I thought you were just dropping hints, like I don't like fellas. Oh no no no. (laughs) And then like to be continued a couple years later. You're gonna have to give me twenty nine ninety nine. You want HGTV? So you came out to mom first. Yeah, and then... Are you um, closer with your mom? Closer with my mom, because my parents have been divorced for my whole life. Never known them as a unit. You said that in your stand-up. They got divorced a month after you were born. Mm -hmm. Like to think I had a little hand in that. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good joke. I wanted you to do the joke. Little tiny baby hand. Little tiny baby hand. Your tiny baby hand pushed your parents apart. So then your mom uh, kind of raised you, or, or you, yeah, split, you split custody? Yeah, they, they were around each other, and I grew up in my grandparents' house, my mom's parents' house. We all lived together. And then uh, my dad actually lived in his parents' house. So it was like a really early teen mom, in a way. But they were in their 20s, so... Yeah, yeah. that's a very interesting scenario. Very interesting. Actually, when I was a kid in school, and we were like learning about uh, multicultural families and stuff, we learned that... like. Some Asian families live with their parents, you know, the, the right. grandparents, because it's like a respect thing. I was like, huh, maybe I'm Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket. That's what it is. <laughs> I do like garlic broccoli a lot, so. I love a good uh, brown sauce. Yeah. Any sauce named after, so simply. It Just must the be color. Good. Yeah. Soy sauce, all yeah. fancy with the word soy. Red brown sauce, sauce, green sauce, yeah. <laughs> love that brown. Into it. So you came out to mom first. Yeah. And, and then, then like 10 years later, actually. 10 did, years? Yeah, like 10 mom years. sat on it for a decade? Mom sat on it for a decade. That's a good mom. And she's a great mom. You don't came think out she... to her side and then came out to my dad like 10 years later after that. Because I didn't live around them. So I was just like, yeah, my roommate. For I did the roommate thing for a really long time. Yeah. I had this tat- I have a tattoo of the state of Ohio. And I got it when I was 24. My dad didn't know about it for six years because I just. Wore like um, one of those sweatband things. I was like, I'm just really emo. <laughs> you can't. 
kept a tattoo of Ohio from your dad. Yeah, on my wrist. The most neutral t- tattoo, too. Absolutely. He's like, oh, no daughter of mine's gonna represent the Buckeye State. Get out of this state. It's also great because Ohio is the word for hello in Japanese, so if you yeah. go to Japan and wave with that hand, you're like, hello, hello. Hello. I think I'm one of you. I mean, there was a little joke from Chinese to Japanese, sure, but yeah. it was good enough for I mean, me. Yeah. It's good enough for the joke. Yeah. I liked it. Just pop the clutch a little. Does your dad... <laughs> Does your dad know that you and moms had, like, a secret sisterhood of the lesbian pants? No, they, they like, don't even... They don't talk to each other yeah. at all. It's, like, not a thing. I'm picturing some weird, like, boyhood scenario <laughs> where your dad pulls up at a teeth and hawk and he's like... Yeah. And then nothing happens, and then it's ten years later. <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. And then nothing happens there. Well, I wish my mom was Patricia Arquette, because she's pretty cool. She is a good looking... She, she looks like a strong woman. Strong, I, strong, strong Arquette. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Just felt right. Is that an expression? Yeah. But the... Okay, so even before... So you came out to your mom when yeah. you were... Uh, like 19. And they no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The thing is, the first person I ever came out to was a friend of mine. And I came out to him, and he was like, well, I moved back here to date you, so you can't be gay. And I was like, I guess you're right. And then I dated him for three years. That's how powerful of a romantic gesture it was. You were like, he came all the way from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's how, well, that's how strong, like, Catholic reasoning is. Because I was raised, I wasn't raised Catholic, I, my family wasn't Catholic, but I, was, I went to all-girl Catholic school. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> so what is your Catholicism have to do with this boy? He shows Well, up. I just, I have, like, strong Catholic guilt. Guilt. Yeah, I learned that. Really well. So you were like, this guy suffered on the, cr- well, on the yeah. cross. <laughs> yeah, he crucified himself on the cross. a nine-hour drive. drive. <laughs> yeah. Cross-country drive. Yeah. Cross <laughs> I don't know why. I don't mind if you groan. I'll take any reaction. You're a wonderful crowd. If you want to be like, that's fine. But if we could take a 20-minute break and we won't come up with a better joke than cross-country yeah. drive. Crucified on the cross-country drive. <laughs> So he shows up. How did you know this fella? Uh, we just, well, I used to be a skateboarder, and we knew each other through that. Okay. Uh, back in Akron, Ohio. Yep. And then, I'm very cool, is what I'm trying to say. And then where did this other cool man go that he, he went left to, your life? He went to California uh-huh. to work in skateboarding, and did, and then moved back to Ohio. And then shows up at your and door. was like, you can't, I drove across country with him, came out, and then we got home, and he was like, you can't be gay, because I came here to date you. And so then I dated him for three years. So you had a car ride where you were like, well, I've never told anybody this, but I'm gay. I think I'm gay. And then he was like... And I had like the... Because a lot of people say this when you come out, you're like... Like your whole body. It just goes through your whole body because you say it. And then you're like, oh, I am. This is totally true. Uh, It was the same thing that happened when I was watching the um, puppy episode of Ellen. Because I was like, oh, that's that's me. That's, That's me. That's me. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I'm very sick. It's the episode where she comes out 
Oh, she on, came out. Yeah, she, on, oh. the, on the TV show that she had. With the microphone where she goes, I have a secret. I'm yeah, gay. I'm gay. Yeah. yeah, to Laura Dern. So that kind of feels like touching a nine-volt battery. It goes through exactly, your body. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So when you said it for the first time, it felt like right. a little bit like a, a homecoming. And you're like, oh, this is real. This, is, this yeah. feels correct. And then he remained quiet. Like, did he just turn up the radio? <laughs> yeah, he was like, cool. And then we, like, kept driving. He saw next exit, the edge of a flatter. <laughs> Are you going? Wait, no! <laughs> Science was wrong! <laughs> and uh, so you talked about it then, and it was very supportive, I have yeah. to imagine. But then at the end, he says... I, you can't be. And We're dating. Said, and I was like, all right, okay, I guess you're right. Did you talk about it incrementally during... No. <laughs> nope. Just never came up again until I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> we broke up. Three years, though, where Three you're like... Three years where I was like, well, I can maybe make this work. You're just Michael Keaton trying to tell Vicky Vale. You just can't yeah, do it again. Yeah, you just can't do it again. Couldn't do it again. Okay. <laughs> just bats flying out of my mouth. Was that a really hard time? Looking back, absolutely, yes. But you didn't really know. You I didn't really, really, yeah, I didn't care. know. I hadn't really, you know, I only dated a few people at that time, so... And I was in college and stuff, so... That's when you don't do anything that you want to do, right? When you're in college, you just do dumb things that you don't want to do. Well, I suppose yeah. you went through a strange phase. I have to imagine it was it was lacking. I don't just mean sexually, but like even emotionally. Oh yeah, for sure. There. I mean, the thing is, we were really good friends. Yeah. You know? So we were like close friends because there's you know I dated other guys and we were close friends and it was fun you know yeah. to date them. But uh, then as like a gay woman, then I like dated a woman. I was like, oh. <laughs> right. This is all that stuff that you were talking about. And how soon after that, after the breakup, after the three year? I would say it was um, negative five days. <laughs> uh. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> how did you tell him? Were you like, I'm gay, and then just like went down a half pipe? <laughs> So you, so you kind of, you tested the water a little bit. It, yeah. That was your first uh, yep. experience with a woman, and mm-hmm. you were like, what the fuck am I doing? Yes. And then were you with that woman? Yes. For a, a long time? Like a couple years, and then like grad school happened, then we actually got back together after a while. Then we broke up again. <laughs> and this isn't your current person? This is not my current person, no. When we broke up the second time, she took my shower curtains. <laughs> so I just think it's a funny thing to mention. Just took the shower curtain. I would love this podcast to make that like this really stupid lesbian stereotype. Like, she break up with you? Yeah, she take your shower curtain. Typical lesbian. Lesbians love their shower curtains. Well, your current wonderful uh, girlfriend is here. Yeah, would you like here. to bring her out? Because I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Katharina, everybody, she'll be still joining us. I didn't know that people were that people that were fans of you, fans of yours, Me's. of you, uh, called themselves homies. Yeah! Oh, Only one shit. person knows that. 
but they really know that. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, no, are you all right? <laughs> that was all of it. That was her whole... That, that was 70 years of the rest of her life that she spent on that. And then just done. You have chosen poorly. <laughs> she dies in her sleep. Um, but then I said you could have espositites. Oh. Yeah. What about espositites? Am I right? <laughs> Not ironic, I love espositos. I'm a big esposito. In context, it sounds horrible. But then you were talking about your fans, uh, and you said someone tweeted this. I hate to put you on the spot, but oh, I no. it was pretty good. Someone said it was probably that woman. I, I Somebody said that they saw me and they were crying. Are you alright? That's very strange. Things are happening. Yeah, no people love you. Asbest is affecting. Women. That vest does affect men and women. I think it looks quite lovely. Oh, thank you, Pete Holmes. You're welcome. So sweet of you to say. And you know what compliment I gave you that I feel the same way about, Ria? Yeah, what's that? You're both very uh, Chicago-y comedians. Like, it oh, yeah. that Chicago oh. voice. Thank well, you. That I think is a nice compliment. I, I, number one, yes, I totally agree with you. And we have talked about how that's a cool place to be from, like a cool school of comedy to yeah. belong to. And also... I saw this buddy right here. We were just talking about this backstage. Also, I saw this buddy do her first set of stand-up comedy ever. In Chicago. I was there because uh, I ran an open mic, and that is where Rhea started doing stand-up comedy. And that is... Your future girlfriend did an open mic you were running. That's right. Yes. That's she came insane. and watched for a bunch, and then got up her courage, and then like signed up. And I could tell just looking at her body language while she was watching people, because she laughed at the right stuff. Oh. Which matters. So I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Interesting. I just noted it. Uh, you just told the perfect comedian love story. Like, yeah. that is, I'm like, that is, they ate the same noodle. <laughs> you got irony. She <laughs> did. She did. We were on the opposite side of a mic cord nibbling. Um, <laughs> but she was. <laughs> on the opposite side of a mic cord nibbling. <laughs> That's great. We've talked about lesbian sex before, but that's what it is. If you don't... I still haven't seen the L word, but if that's yeah. what they're doing, I'm watching it. Because I got chills when you said she laughed at the right parts. That made me afraid that I'm a monster. It really did. So you used to see her. So did, I don't want to force romance here, but you were kind of like interested. Like, yeah, well, I just thought she was cool. I thought she laughed at good cool stuff. Person. I thought she was cool. And then uh, she signed up and did. Said, I'm sorry to blow up your spot. This is oh, fine, yes? I, uh, I didn't even wait for her to say yes or no. Did you guys notice that? That was awesome. Uh, this is fine. Amy, <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, that was uh, a great face. But she... So I saw her do her first set, and Rhea, the first time she ever did stand-up comedy, she was great at stand-up comedy. And that is crazy. Like, zero percent of people are great at stand-up comedy. She was great right away. And I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Noted. But we were both in relationships, and so I took her on the road with me. Rhea. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Best heckle of 2015. (laughs) A helpful heckle, but still a very good one. I know the funny thing is. Yeah, you did. I took her on the road with me. Did she open for you? That's exactly the problem! The problem is there's literally no other way to say that. industry term. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Well, she used to open for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know. 
I should have known that you knew that that was. I should have let it's that thing go to you. No, no, that's. That's was, a hard it's one. It's just tough. You can't get she over this. She middles for me. Yeah, there's still kind still, of could be. Yeah, she middles for me. There's another person there. You understand. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both seeing people. Yeah. And then you go on the road together. Yes. And then you. I ended the relationship I was in, and then Rhea ended the relationship she was in, and then we were. And then you know what? And then Rhea made a pass at me, and okay. I was like, I was like, you're kidding me! I didn't think that we were each other's type. And then she was like, you thought exactly wrong. And while she was doing it, she was doing one of these. No. This is, this is, this is, a, no. This is a wall. She's leaning. She's cornering me with her arms along the wall, like West Side Story. Yeah, and I'm a tiny. Well, I'm smaller than her, so she was doing one of these, and it was very powerful. Wait, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> So look what is for you, Cameron, but I caught it a little bit, and I was like, this, this person's into me. Yeah. <laughs> that look said a lot. Yeah. Well, Lee's got, like, a whole bad boy kind of thing going on. You know, she's very, you know, she's very putting, your, putting her arm up against a wall. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? You say people are obsessed with her. What's that true? I just think it's interesting that every time someone wants a relationship with Rhea, they take her on a road trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very casual. Straight on the road. Perfect. Easy Just to crack. Perfect. Well, that is also a quality of lesbians. I think that that's what he should have known when you were like fixing the car at the sure, Yeah. Yeah, he was like, hey, come out from under the car. I need to talk to you. And I was like, I, I came back here to date you. Yeah. You're covered in grease. With like a rag in my hand. She's like, what? <laughs> Get on the back of the bike. She's riding a motorcycle. But she's yeah. driving. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I can't hear you over the pipes. <laughs> Took the exhaust off. <laughs> What's that? Uh, uh, yep. Good riffs. <laughs> that, guy, that guy came to our show one time and I didn't know it was him until afterwards. MC but. Good Riffs? <laughs> that. <laughs> oh. It's Mick Good Riffs, Pete. <laughs> it's Mick Good Riffs? Oh, from the Dublin good roots. Yeah, one at a time. One at a time at McDonald's. No, the guy that uh, Rhea was in a three-hour... Yeah, that dude that... Three-hour... A three-year... Yeah, that dude that kind of... I don't think he was the nicest dude for doing that to her because she was just in a vulnerable spot. So if I would have known that was him, I would have... Just been polite to him. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm totally a fighter. Are you confrontational? I am, yeah. Well, only when, when, when some, I mean, I'm very um, Italian, <laughs> so only when somebody messes with somebody that I, exactly. I just put it together. Yeah, that's what it is. It's totally It bad. sounds like a futuristic last name, too, like either like Cyborg, Sanyu, or Italian. <laughs> yeah, um, right. No, my dad is a tiny crying man, and uh-huh. he's always like, but he's, and he's a, my dad's a tiny crying man. He, okay, let's say you're at dinner with my dad. There will be a point in the dinner when he's like, I don't know if anybody here wants to sing me, wants to hear me do a Sinatra song, but if they do, I can stand up at the restaurant and do it. <laughs> Just a regular restaurant? Then, yeah, or? a restaurant. Like a taco bowl. Yeah, like any restaurant. Literally every dinner. At my sister's, at my sister's, um, what's it called the, before you, rehearsal dinner. Wedding? Yep. <laughs> what's it called before you consummate? No, um, no, that's not true. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Separately. Separately. But our parents met each other. They met each other for the first Christmas. Time. Yeah. Uh, always awkward. You know what? It went really well. I was so stressed about yeah, it. Yeah, it went pretty good. Well, because Rhea's, well, they met Rhea's mom, and Rhea's mom is a little bit quiet. Yeah. She's a super nice lady, but she's quiet. And my family screams all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to coach them, like, leave gaps in conversation. Like, talking. <laughs> what do you mean, leave gaps? Yeah. Italians are the only ones you can still do this about, by the way. It's the only race you can be like, oh, your parents? Mamma mia! My dad was so mad. He was so mad if he heard this. He's like, I don't watch the Sopranos for that reason! Really? Yeah, also, but he's very, it's funny, because he's hilariously proud. He's so proud of being Italian um, that, like, he can't watch the Sopranos. But when I was a little kid, I was not allowed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I had to celebrate St. Joseph's Day, which is the Italian holiday that's like three days before St. Patrick's Day. So all the other kids would come, or maybe it's two days after, so all the other kids would come in like full green on St. Patrick's Day, and then I would just have to be like, it's not our time. <laughs> and then on, on March 19th, I would just have to show up like, here we are! <laughs> full red from head to toe. You wear red? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's the color of my people. Tomatoes? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was covered in sauce. <laughs> or rather gravy, as the Italians call sauce. Am I right? What a weird group of people that just screamed for that. They're like, shit, I learned that from the Sopranos. No. Oh. Mm. To tell you I, I, I don't that. watch that shit. But they, they did okay. Uh, parents. How do you yeah. left? Well, my mom only shrunk into her shirt one time. <laughs> she literally does that like a Zuka joke. She just doesn't, didn't even realize yeah. she was doing it. We were at dinner and, like, at dinner at their house, and I was looking at my mom, and she went, <laughs> She went, and I went, pulling up her turtle, right like, over the old head. herself into it. Like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nobody's gonna find me. Yeah. The Warren. But they, <laughs> They did really well. They did well. Yeah, they did great. I think um, my dad is also like, he loves Rena a lot and cries on me all the time. Yes, he cries <laughs> on me. My dad's also the kind of guy that, like, if you've had a moment with him, 
then every time you see him, you'll hang out with him, but he'll also like remind you of that moment. <laughs> like your moment. Yeah. So one of the first times that Rhea ever really hung out with my family, my Nana was passing away. She, uh, she died two days before her 100th birthday, which is amazing. Um, so it's like not actually sad because she lived such a glorious life and everybody had time to get to the hospital. And we like sat vigil for her and she was just like in this bed with her like dyed orange hair just like <laughs> off to this and then everybody was around. I mean, it was very, it was like gorgeous. It was exactly how it should be. Um, and my Rhea went and got my dad's car washed so that he would have a clean car for the funeral. And when she was washing his car, she found like this ring in the back of the car um, and it was my papa, my, my dad's dad's ring. My papa died like 15 years ago. My dad had lost that ring like seven years earlier, or maybe not seven years earlier, three years earlier, whenever he like initially got that car. He like took it for one ride, dropped his ring, thought it was gone. And Rhea comes back and she's like, here's your clean car and this ring. And he's like, that's my father's ring, you know? And so, my old precious. <laughs> One ring for the Italian fathers. <laughs> so I mean, he, you know, like was just like was just like I mean, he came up to me later and was just like, "That Rhea, she is so special. She is a good listener. She's kind to you, and she knows how to find that ring." <laughs> so every time he sees Rhea, does he talk to you about that every time? Every time, where he's just like, and he's about just. Tears are brimming over his lips. He's like a precious moment. He's just yeah. like, he's <laughs> like a precious moment. That's the cutest moment. He's like a precious moment. Holding a Bible or his puppy dog. <laughs> and he gives a toast all the time. At the airport, every, all the time he's giving a toast. But he can never make it through the toast. Because he's going to cry. So he's like, I just... Family! You know? <laughs> Cool, cool. I had a chance to meet this gentleman earlier, but he's a total legend, and you guys are lucky. Let's hear it right now for Emo Phillips. Hello, Emo. Luxury sedan. <laughs> I was watching this show from the front. It's wonderful. You can't hear it and from the back. You can. It's like listening to that teacher on this peanuts carton. <laughs> well, um, you know. Yeah, the uh, the horns. What, teachers? Cartoons! Very cruel. I was watching... What was that? The, the, the Rudolph? Rudolph, yeah. With, with, and oh, have you... It's like Rudolph is born and, and he has a red nose. And, and Rudolph's dad is right there. 
And the Santa takes one look at Ed Rudolph and says, Oh, Don. <laughs> what? The poor little thing, deformed. <laughs> the, that, that was my generation. Those, they are a little bit more fucked up. Like German fairy tales are oh, fucked up, too. Oh, you don't want to hear what happens if you're deformed in a German <laughs> I think we know, actually. Oh, oh was that a... It was. <laughs> I like they groaned at my dingling yeah. humor, but a Holocaust joke here was like, that's, that's fair game. <laughs> I did go for the hug emo, because we don't know each other that well. We actually just... Yeah, I, I'm not into the hug thing. Yeah. Are you no, not? Not a hug person? No. What about your family? Are they huggers? Well, I read that overweight people like hugs. <laughs> Overweight people. Did you ever meet an overweight person in your life that didn't want a hug? That's a fucking brilliant point. (laughs) And you know why? I was reading. It's because hugs lower blood pressure. (laughs) So instinctively. Right after the Rudolph bit. Yeah. Also, me and Pete hugged for like a full three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you did that the longest time. <laughs> yep, I'm I thought it was just. Well, I, I will say people with a little bit of uh, more ice cream in their milkshake get better. <laughs> well, the better thing hugs. is, if you have a lot of, of, I hate to say it, but a bit of excess weight Panic. in your belly. Yep. You are not going to get too close. It's a courtesy we provide. Yes. <laughs> but if, if two thin people hug, you don't know what they're going to touch accidentally. You might accidentally dock at that moment. <laughs> yes, dock. That's exactly what I think of heterosexual sex. <laughs> I talk about it like that, too. It's a lot like when that other plane fuels Air Force One in the movie Air Force One. That's all we're doing. There's, but they have to be in motion the whole time. in motion, and at the end, one of the planes snaps off and explodes. And Harrison Ford goes, get off my plane, and then you come. That's how, that's how eagles made. Is it? Yes. They go off from the stratosphere. And, and the two eagles will be, like, circling and having sex. And if they don't finish... But, see, that's, that's where it's good to finish early. <laughs> you don't want the long... You don't want the sting of eagles. You do not don't want any kind of... Doing tantric. No. Because then you have two squashed eagles on yes. the ground. Oh, it wasn't good for you. <laughs> yeah. So you got to pull out and pull up? Oh my god! Do eagles really mate in the air? That's what I read. I can't see them doing that on the ground. They would have to do all their business. They'd be awkward on the ground. Our national bird would never degrade itself to fucking in the dirt. Eagles and the American flag. Don't let them touch the ground. You have to burn the eagle then. I'm trying to 
think of a joke that ends in talent job? It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I take there. I've had some lo- lonely days where I take a talent job. <laughs> Back to Santa Claus. Yes. How do you feel about Santa Claus? I don't believe in him. <laughs> I find that offensive. But you know what? Yes. You, ne- you go around, you never see kids outside anymore. I think the Pied Piper has more credibility. Because there are no kids outside anymore. Than any other fictional character. But it's Netflix. <laughs> The Pied Piper only has like one or two songs. <laughs> Netflix has everything. No, I'm thinking of the German fairy tale. <laughs> Is that? See, that's, that's my idea of a callback. <laughs> I remember I saw you in Chicago at Zany's a very oh, long time ago. Fun time. Yeah, funny club, back with Martine with the good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Martine, very yep. suave club owner. Very perfect club owner. Very, he was, yeah. And you did, a, you did a joke. You don't know Martine. <laughs> you did a joke, and it was about a tragedy oh. where someone had shot someone. Uh-huh. Do you remember that joke? You would have to narrow it down. <laughs> It was, I don't want to give any pertinent information, so I'm going to whisper it to you now. Oh, yes, yes. I'll never forget it because you said, I shouldn't tell this joke, you're not going to like it. Do you remember? No. <laughs> but this is, there was a newer story. This was back in the 90s. And, and, and this, this man in Texas... Um, he, he thinks, he comes home early and he thinks he hears a burglar in his bedroom closet. So he shoots into the closet and he opens the door and it's his 12-year-old daughter. And her last words were, I love you, Daddy. Now that's a kid that's easy to please. <laughs> that'll be a little bit divisive or, you know, not upset people. Have you ever upset people? people... I, I, well, you you know, (laughs) I don't like to talk to people after the show. Keep them away. I used to do a joke called, it was, no, I don't title my jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Dave. I would love for you to introduce them to Dave. Okay. <laughs> this was your joke from the ancient days. Always remember the last words of my grandfather who said, A truck. 
I did that joke in, I think, 83. And then this woman afterwards, this young woman. A truck. A truck. <laughs> it takes a while to sit in. No. <laughs> I wanted to enjoy it again. Oh. <laughs> I'll count that as an encore. <laughs> and, and this woman, a very nice young woman, said, you know, that joke made me cry because my, my grandfather just died. So I don't talk to people afterwards. <laughs> was, was your grandfather hit by a truck? Um, or he just died in general? Well, he died in his, in his sleep, but he had a dream. <laughs> where he was hit by a truck. And at, at that age, that's enough to pay. <laughs> You have a lot of uh, religious jokes. You actually won an award for the best religious joke. Are you aware of that? Yes, I am. I hope they told you. (laughs) Do you? uh, Again, I don't want to. You don't seem to mind doing a joke. I I don't know. know. uh, What joke was that? Because you have a lot. It's a long joke. I would love if it's the one I'm thinking of. This long. I love that joke. Please tell me. Okay. Oh, this is great. This is this is a this is an honor. It is weird. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just sitting next to you and you're telling. I mean, you're looking that way, but this is unreal. And you're getting you're feeling the laughs. I can't believe it. Thanks for sharing your laughs. Okay. I should do it. Do it. <laughs> What's this one? Can I stand up? I would love for you to stand up. I'm even going to scoot to the side a little. Does this one have a name? Donald. <laughs> I voted right after Dave. <laughs> I was walking along, oh, it took place right here in, in San Francisco. I'm walking along the Golden Gate Bridge, and I see this man on the bridge about to jump. I said, Don't jump. He says, nobody loves me. I said, God loves you. He said, how do you know there's a God? I said, of course there's a God. Do you think billions of years ago, a bunch of molecules floating around at random without (laughs) rhyme or reason could someday have had the sense of humor to make you look like that? believe in God. I said, are you a Christian or a Jew? He said, a Christian. I said, me too. Protestant or Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too. What what franchise? He He says, Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal? He said, Northern Conservative. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist or Northern Conservative Reform. He said, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Great Lakes Conference or Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Eastern Seaboard. He said, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Great Lakes Conference. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist 
Great Lakes Conference Council of 1879, or Northern Conservative Fundamentalist at Great Lakes Conference Council of 1912. He said, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist, Great Lakes Conference Council of 1912. I said, die, heretic. saw this sign. It was actually uh, a Lutheran church. And it's, there's a big sign, Lutheran whatever, Missouri Synod. <laughs> and I said, you're lucky we believe in this at all. <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of all of your material? Like, could can you go... Because you've been able to do jokes, but just on the spot. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I remember where every joke I wrote was written, and, uh, and I remember every single joke of mine verbatim. After that, in my knowledge, there's a very steep drop. <laughs> Do you remember your first joke that, like, really, yes, you were like, oh, this is the one? My very first, oh, can I do it? I'd love for you to do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wet my whistle there. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, and in the tub, there was a dead postman. <laughs> I thought, that's weird. It's Sunday. <laughs> Wait, you have to do. What is your favorite joke? That right. was Aaron. And do you know the joke that really singed it for you, where you're like, I, I'm, I'm going to be a professional. I love this. You know. When I started out, I didn't get any laughs. Well, you don't know it. You know, the thing is, it's... You ever go to a play or a ballet or an opera and you can't wait for it to end, right? And the producer and the director, it's not like they wanted their production uh, to be less entertaining than the lobby. about 400 shows to get to the point where I was as good as if I wasn't there. That's so I did. I started in Chicago in 1976, and a lot of the younger comedians envy me. The first two years, I did 
A thousand shows. What? <laughs> 500 the first year, 500 the second. They were only about 10 minutes each. But still, I would, there was a showcase. There were two clubs in Chicago, and back then you could drink at 18, because they thought if you were old enough to die in Vietnam, you're old enough to die in a car crash. <laughs> It wasn't like the MC middle, Ron White doing the guest set headliner, Dave Chappelle doing six hours, like it is today. Like a standard show, yeah. You, you, the show would start at nine, and people would trickle in whenever they pleased. They'd get a bucket of beer, and, and then they'd peter out at 2 a.m., and the comedians would each do a few minutes, and no one did more than 20, and when there was about, like, 9 a.m., I would be the first comic in front of four people, and then I would drive to the second club, and I would go on at 1 a.m. in front of four people. And I just kept doing this over and over and over until finally um, I, I was able to, to, to um, go on a bit later. You know, you do keep adding material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And then what was your first, like, break? You're doing these kind of, like, little shows for nobody, and then do you remember, did somebody take you on the road, or did, some, did you get a TV spot? Or? I was adopted by two lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> He's our son. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the road with them. <laughs> did you open for them? <laughs> Because we fuck our kids. Well, you said you just keep adding and adding. Yeah. So there wasn't one like big thing where like old old Billy Billy Dick face brought <laughs> you to open for him or anything like that. It all just kind of it was a slow build, is what you're saying. Have you worked with Billy? <laughs> His last name is Dick Face. He's a very clean act. <laughs> he talked about family. Huge in Utah. Huge in Utah. <laughs> Billy Dick Face. And his album, Keeping It Clean. It's like with a name like Smuckers. <laughs> the Smuckers of comedy. Yes. And, well, after about six months of completely bombing, one night, it was a hot Saturday, and I got huge laughs. And I went home afterwards, and I was up till 5 a.m., and I was all kind of scared. It was like Ben Franklin discovering electricity. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was blasé about it. <laughs> I shouldn't put myself in 
the shoe. But I admired this car for electricity. Because you were so juiced, you were so thrilled. I was, this is, I gotta use this power for good. I could really do a lot of harm with this newfound, I was like Spider-Man. Yes. When he did the thing. I prefer that he built that machine, but I'm a purist. <laughs> In the movies, they made it one of his powers. I didn't like that. In the cartoon originally? He built a thing, because he was a scientist. Oh, I like that. And that's why he had run out of web fluid. And in the second one, it was like, I have anxiety and I can't make web fluid. <laughs> Which is what I say when I can't get an erection. <laughs> Yeah. Because I've always liked Batman more than Superman. Me too. Because he made it happen. That's right. Fucking Superman with his reverse asthma. Fucking get out of here. This atmosphere makes me strong, beat it, nerd. Batman is just a lunatic that, you know, made stuff. He's a rich guy that uses his power for good. Right there. He right. could rob banks. He could. He doesn't need the money. <laughs> That's why I... Well, the thing is... Your other favorite superhero? He's not really a superhero. That was so funny. You guys, that was so funny. I'm so mad I, at you guys. Yeah. They don't even know what, you got what it, just right? happened. You got yeah. it. Thank you, No, Cameron. this is... I don't know what happened. The, oh, <laughs> are going to be happy about what you said. It's because he said, the thing is, and the thing is also a superhero. Then he said your favorite superhero, and then you... Anyway, my point is... Um, I'm just so happy straight. you got yeah. it. <laughs> the thing is, Batman? No, Sherlock Holmes! Yes? That's your guy? Well, Sherlock Holmes, everyone watching thinks, okay, if I just had enough time... I could have figured that out. <laughs> right. right? Yes. As opposed to Superman. Right. If, if, you know? You have Sherlock Holmes is tantalizingly close. That's right. Right? Oh, that's a very good point. And 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 with Spider-Man, no one that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care how sticky your substance is. <laughs> Actually, Billy Dickface used to close with it. <laughs> but he was talking about jelly. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's what you call a double callback. That was a double callback. <laughs> that was amazing. So that's why Sherlock Holmes is always perpetually... There's That's why he sticks around. There's two of them right now. <laughs> I didn't even mean that as a joke, but you know. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's old Cumberbatch. Yes. I prefer Cumberbatch to the elementary one. Is that the way you mean? <laughs> well, I saw them both. There was a movie. They did Frankenstein. Yeah. It was a movie. It was a movie of a play in London. And Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Hooker. <laughs> They used to trade parts. One would be the monster one night, and the other guy would be the scientist, and the next night they would 
and Frankie Boyle, the director, he did A Million Nights with the Slumlords in India. What? <laughs> <laughs> he, he shot both versions. And you were shooting a virgin. That's another callback. <laughs> But Johnny Lee Ray Hooker and Cumberbatch, yeah. David Benedict, Cumberbatch. Doesn't go by David anymore. Too close to one of my jokes. And I feel like I took mushrooms. Yes. Short, they were both playing Frank and then they and the Sherlock and now they're each playing Sherlock. I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. and Cumberbatch? No. The guy in elementary. The guy oh, in elementary. that one. I don't I don't recognize him. <laughs> As a Holmes, I agree. He's wonderful. Is he? Yeah, they're both wonderful. It would have been a coin toss who would be the better Sherlock. <laughs> they both bring different things to it. But only one of them looks like a sexy, sexy glass of milk. <laughs> Emo, here's my. Would that be chocolate milk? Strawberry? <laughs> there would be, you know, a little chocolate on the top and then a shoes at the bottom. I had goat's milk once. <laughs> Unpasteurized? Yes. It was at a ranch in Arizona, and this, um, the, the rancher, whoever works for him. The rancher's hand. The ranch bitch. Yeah, the ranch hand. The ranch bitch. That sounds like the ranch, ranch bitch. Yeah. These, are, these are farming terms, the ranch bitch. That makes Tell it sound like Game of Thrones. That's the ranch hand, yeah. Um, the ranch. Like Game of Thrones, the hand of the ranch. <laughs> That's also what happens when you eat too many Doritos. Ah. That could have gone either way. I loved it. I'm so happy that I loved it. So the ranch hands. There was a goat. Yep. And he milked it right in front of me. Yep. With a cup. And said, drink it. Oh, goodness me, it was tasty. Warm, sweet. That's your sexy milk right there. right up to the other. You gotta be careful. You can drown in a sweet cup.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. 